I'm Taylor Stafford, and this is Talk Taboo. Yeah! Come on over! We ask a lot of people if they like their asshole touch. <laughs> we really are breaking down stigmas. <laughs> it's everything sex. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Talk Taboo. We are breaking down more stigmas today than ever before. Um, no, mental health stigmas, sexual soul stigmas, all the things. We are talking about crisis lines and hotlines stigmas. <laughs> Frequently asked questions, common anxieties, common misconceptions, common questions that people have when they think of hotlines or crisis lines. So I thought of this topic because... Women Against Taboo right now, I mean, like everyone, all of our projects that we have been working on, you know, currently are working on, well, I guess we're not really currently working on them right now. Um, Due to COVID, we've had to put a bunch of them aside and it's been really hard to reach the community. Unfortunately, it's such a big time right now to reach the community because there's a lot of needs. Um, But with that being said, we, I tried my best to get resources out and help out to people, um, which is kind of a double-edged sword because one of the things that I've been researching for another podcast that I'm going to be doing later this week is how this is affecting mental health. And one of the things that all the providers, therapists, healthcare professionals, um, big nonprofits, all these things. One of the things that they are recommending to people is call crisis lines and also utilize the resources that we have. However, all of these lines and all of these resources are being so overwhelmed because of the demand that has gone up from COVID. Um, and so anyways, One of the things that Johan Hari talks about in his nine causes of depression is um, loss of connection to others. And they've done studies about how just a simple, kind word or gesture can really boost other people's serotonin and oxytocin levels, which bond you to other human beings. Um, And just those simple things can be a difference can be the difference in someone else's life. It kind of sounds dumb, but it kind of goes along with the whole, uh, what is, uh, crap, the like random acts of kindness thing that people do like around the holidays or just like small things like that. So I started writing letters and having other people in my community write letters to random people in the community. Um, so I've called it connecting at the core and we've delivered hundreds of letters so far around Seattle area. So basically my friends and family, kids at work, people at work, anyone that I come in contact with can write a really nice letter to someone in the community. And as I'm going about my day in the community, I'm giving them to coffee shop workers, um, you know, people at McDonald's, people on the street, homeless people on the street. I try to go to one of the nursing homes, um, and give them out there, but they're very weary right now about them, you know, possibly containing COVID and bringing them in there. So they're pretty paranoid about that. But once we get over that hump, hopefully I'll be able to bring them into the nursing homes and really just in uplift spirits there. So anyways, so one of the things that I put in there is um, a link and the 
to my website, who the woman against taboo.org website. And on there, it has all of the resources, all of the hotlines and things that you can contact if you find yourself in need. And then in there as well, I have the general crisis line in there in case they need it. Um, just trying to let people know that we're on their side and we know that this is a really hard time for everyone, but if we are all in this together and then we can really, um, boost spirits and hopefully decrease the mental health um, by adding support. Um, so when I was doing that, I have just been talking to people about what I'm doing and I've been getting a lot of questions about crisis lines in general. So I wanted to just pop on here and talk about, explain some of the things about crisis lines, get questions answered to allow people to feel more comfortable calling these crisis lines um, because sometimes they can be very intimidating. It can be confusing. There's so many lines. Which line should I call? You know, how do I know when I should call and when I should call 911? Just a bunch of questions that people are confused about. And so I want to just answer some of those questions to allow people to use those lines more comfortably. Um, when they do need them. Okay, so first of all, there is so many freaking lines. So I'm on my website right now. If you go to womanagainsttaboo.org and under the get help tab, I have national resources and resources in Seattle um, that you can go to to get more information. So on here, I'm just gonna read the ones that I even have on here right now. United States National Crisis Text Line, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, National Human Trafficking Hotline, National Sexual Assault Hotline, National Domestic Violence Hotline, National Hotline for Missing and Exploited Children, National Mental Health Hotline. <laughs> like so many freaking hotlines. You're like, what the heck? Which one do I even call? Can I call them? Are they going to say I'm freaking dumb for calling? What the hell? And this is only a portion of the hotlines that are out there. I've just done the biggest ones um, because usually if you call these the big ones, the national ones, they sometimes can um, redirect you to one that's more locally to you. So this will allow um, more people to be reached and um, anyone can use these resources. Okay. So I want to reiterate that before you call any of these lines, if you are in immediate danger, you should always call 911. People think that, you know, their kid may be in the process of committing suicide, had just overdosed, and they want to call one of these lines. You can call them, but your first move should always be to call 911. 911 will be able to direct you to how to help the person in need, how to help yourself in need, and will get you the fastest care. If you don't know, so I can't sit here and say in every situation, you know, and list all the situations that people go through. So if you do not know if this is immediate danger, then you should always call 911. We would rather you call 911 and it be, you know, you might be like overreacting than to underreact and not call 911 and something really bad ends up happening. So if you're in any immediate danger, please, please, please always call 911. Okay. Second question, what line should I call? 
Great question. (laughs) You might have more than one thing going on. You're like, I don't, you know, you might be in a situation where none of these lines are like exactly what you think you need. And so my advice to you is if you're not sure which one to call, just call one of them. (laughs) It doesn't matter which one. Um, The National Mental Health Hotline Um, I would say that's a good one to call if you're like, I don't freaking know what line to call. And that one is 866-957-9313. It's also on my website. This one is 24-7 support. So anytime that you have anything going on, call it. Anytime that you think um, that someone, you know, maybe they're trafficked or maybe they've just been assaulted, but they're also suicidal, I would call the suicidal hotline. You know, someone might tell you something different. At the end of the day, just call one, okay? Just call a line. Um, They will, each of these lines can redirect you to other lines that are more appropriate for what maybe your situation entails. Um, And any of these lines can give you the option to, to kind of evaluate the situation and say, I think you need to call 911 right now, or I'm going to connect you to another call. So hands down, don't be embarrassed. Don't be scared. Call a line. They're here to help you. Another question I get is when can I call? Like, are there regular business hours? Do I have to wait until Monday morning at 8am? Some of them, yes. Some of them do have nine to five business hours. However, a lot of them do not. The National Suicide Line, 24-7. National Crisis Text Line, 24-7. Um, mental Health Line, 24-7. Trafficking Line, 24-7. Some of them will have time frames. But however, if maybe the one that you're like, oh, I think I should call that one, and the, you know, maybe it's outside of their business hours or whatever, then call one of the other ones that's 24-7. Another question is, I really don't want anyone to know that I'm calling. Do they know my information? Is this anonymous? They are anonymous. Um, You can give them any information you want. You can withhold any information you want. They are anonymous lines. Your name will not get out there if you call. You don't even have to give them your name if you call. They are anonymous. Along with are they anonymous, people say, you know, if I call them, are they going to call the police? No, they can't because they don't have any of your information. They don't know your name. They don't know where you are. They don't know any of that. If they are encouraging you to call the police, you probably should call the police, but uh, they will not do it for you. Next, can I just call a crisis or hotline to just talk as a coping skill because I don't have anyone else to talk to? The answer is yes. Yes, you can. If you need human interaction, if you need advice, if you just want to vent and tell someone about things that are happening to you or things that are going on in your life, you can call them. Again, call any of these lines. Tell them that, you know, I have this problem. I just want to talk to someone about it. They may say, I'm going to forward you to a different line that would better suit your issues and your problems. Um, and your needs for that day, or they'll say, I can sit here and listen to you, but whatever you need, you should call them and you should confide in them because they are here to help you. A lot of people have told me how nervous they are to call the crisis lines because they're just, it's just like 
it's something new and it's uncomfortable and it's unfamiliar and you're talking about things that make you feel uncomfortable. Another really awesome resource is the crisis text line. I always tell the kids at my work, utilize this text line. Uh, you can tell them about your issues. You can get advice the same way you can by over the phone, but on a text message. Um, it kind of reduces some of the anxiety to be able to hide behind your phone. I know that's technically not what we want to encourage, but if you're in a situation that is stressful and you're in crisis yourself, we want to make you feel as comfortable as possible. And sometimes by doing that is texting. Another great reason to use the text line is if you are in a domestic violence relationship and you are in close quarters with them, commonly in this thing we call quarantine, and you don't want them to hear you talking on the phone or you can't get away from them to talk on the phone, a really great way is to text them. I would caution you as well because sometimes people in domestic violence will go through your phone, um, but a really great way to get around this is when you text them, delete it, um, and that way you can just continually delete the text messages as they're coming through. So if they do catch you on your phone um, and try and accuse you of anything, you've deleted all of the evidence. Another, this can also work really well if you are a trafficked victim and you are in a house or a hotel or a car or a space with your trafficker or also a John, so someone that is purchasing sex from you and um, you wanna get advice and maybe they, again, you can't have them hear you on the phone, so texting is a really great way to get help as you need it if, you do, if you're in a situation where you can't make noise and you can't have someone hear what you're doing. Another question about the text line or just uh, suicide or hotlines in general is, do you have to be suicidal to use the line? Or do you have to know that you are being trafficked to use the line? Or do you have to be sure that you were sexually assaulted to use the sexual assault line? The answer is no. If it's a crisis to you, then it is a crisis to them. Nothing has to be proven. Nothing has to be for sure. Nothing at all. If you just need advice, you may call. If you need answers, yes. Um, AFSP.org says that um, less than 1% of the people who text us are actively suicidal, um, help-rejecting, and in need of active uh, rescue at that time. So people are texting if they're just having thoughts or if they think that maybe their friend has been acting weird and they don't know, they looked it up and you're like, oh gosh, they're going to be suicidal today. It's like going on WebMD. You're like, I don't know what to do. You can text them and ask them all of these questions just to get clarity. Um, a lot of people think that rapport and trust can't be communicated through text. And that is actually not true at all. 66% uh, of people who text the crisis text line share something with their crisis counselor that they've never told anyone else. And so it can be a really, really safe space to go in there, tell someone 
something that you, that's been on your mind for a while, non-judgmental, um, and they can help you out. And sometimes just getting it off your chest and talking about it is all you need to really ignite that change in your life. Going along with this, one of the most shameful and not talked about things in society that people really need help with are people that are thinking about offending, sexually offending, physically offending. They're just angry. Maybe they are thinking about stabbing or shooting up a place or um, thinking trying to control their urges for sexual assault or try and control their urges to buy a trafficked girl or whatever that may look like. This is a perfect, these, sorry, these lines are open to you. They want you to call and get help. We are encouraging you to reach out talk about these things that are consuming your mind, get the help that you need because you have the power right now to make a change. And we are encouraging that change. None of this should be shameful. You should not feel guilty. You go and get the help that you need in order to prevent yourself from doing something that you regret. The community supports you in trying to get your mental health under control. We really, really do support you. So if you are thinking about offending of any type, call one of these lines, text a crisis line. They will be waiting for you on the other side with open arms, judgment-free, shame-free. The last question that I get a lot of is, oh my God, I feel like when I call a crisis line, I feel like it's gonna be like Apple when you're just like, oh my God, what is that noise? Good Lord. Sorry, apparently it's like clean the streets day with the most obnoxious street cleaner I've ever heard right when Taylor's podcasting. Um, Anyways, what was I saying for the last one? Oh, people think that they have to wait a really long time. Now, usually, it depends on what line you're calling, but usually you do not have to wait. I'm going to say right now with COVID, lines have been overwhelmed with the amount of calls that they are getting you may have to wait a little bit, which is exact another reason why if you are in immediate danger, you should always call 911. Um, One of the things, and I'm not sure how all of the lines work, but I know that the crisis text line, it goes, it puts you in order by severity and and risk. So the highest risk people are going to be seen first. It's kind of like an emergency room, how... You know, if you have chest pain or you are at risk for like a stroke or a heart attack, they're going to see you first versus like someone who's in there because like they have mild abdominal pain or something like that. So they, they are going to try their best to triage in the highest risk possible when they reply to you. So I'm not sure I haven't texted the line. I don't want to text the line right now because I... Sometimes in the past, I've called the lines just to say like, oh, what does this line do? Like, how can I help people get the word out? All these things. But right now I know that they're so overwhelmed that I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to text the line and ask them these questions and see if they are responding right away. I've heard that um, they're still doing their best to respond. 
um, as quickly as possible, but because of the amount of calls that they're getting, um, it might be a little bit more of a wait time now um, than you know, on an average day when we're not in a pandemic. So those are frequently asked questions. I know this is really short, but I just wanted to get on here, give a quick, some quick information to get out there so that people get the help that you need. I hope you all are staying safe and healthy and putting your mental health at the forefront of your life right now. Um, even though it's extremely difficult. So hang in there, everybody, and have a great weekend, day, week. What? What day is it? Monday. Have a great week. <laughs>